Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Burn the Ship, and today we have Miss Kimberly Starks with Immense DC. So tell me a little bit about your company. So there are actually two companies, Immense DC and Blue Scorpion Reputation Management. But Immense DC is an esports consultancy. We take legacy brands on the journey into esports. And Blue Scorpion Reputation Management, that is a specialist communications firm where we provide public relations, marketing, and digital marketing to the video gaming industry and the agribusiness industry. Okay, interesting. I know nothing about gaming at all. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's interesting, Kelly, because I didn't know anything about gaming either. I started out as the spokeswoman for the Georgia Lottery, and that's how I got my foray into video gaming because it's like gaming of another kind. So, okay. How long were you yeah. with the lottery? I was the spokeswoman for the lottery for 10 years. Oh, wow. Yes. So when you think about the winners and them holding the big oversized checks, smiling on camera for everyone to see. I was the person behind the scenes, helping them to shape their story and yeah, tell their story to the media. Oh, that's awesome. So you've handed out yeah. millions and millions of dollars. Millions and millions of dollars living <laughs> vicariously through them. Right. <laughs> Wish that check was yes. going in your bank account instead. Yes. Are those and, and big you know checks what? real? I feel like because I work for the lottery that somehow, some way, I'm going to win one day. Yeah. One day. <laughs> Are those big checks real? No, no. That they, they come from a printing company. So, you know, it's like one of those things where you uh, write marker, you know, it's just for show. I just thought that would be an incredible prop for the podcast, you know, what? a big check <laughs> for everybody to take a picture with when they do the podcast with us. That's such a good idea. That is a really good idea. It's good marketing for the lottery. I think it'll work for us. Right. That's what everybody dreams of, I think, when they win the lottery, when they think about winning the lottery is like that moment where you're holding your big check and you're just so excited and you're about to pay for everything you ever wanted. Right. Absolutely. That That is one of the, the focal points of, of winning, having that, that trophy, quote unquote, if you will, uh, of being able to say, I won, I, I did it. it it's really a, a fleeting moment for those who win. Yeah. Will you describe to me some of those brands that you've, that you've worked with? I'm, I'm a little confused on the service. So are you, you're taking brands and uniting some of those existing brands with the gaming industry or you're taking actual brands mm -hmm. within the gaming industry and kind of revamping those? So we call them, we as in uh, my, my team and I, so it's not just me as a part of Immense DC, but we take what we call legacy brands. Those brands who have been in existence for a very long time, they are used to the traditional methods of advertising, newspapers, magazines, and we are showing them a different way to market to a younger uh Gen Z audience, not even millennials. I, I'm a millennial. I'm, I'm grown, you know, so um, those who are young, um, young adults and showing them 
that there's a different way to to market to that particular audience. And as you know, when you're playing video games and you're in the zone, the last thing that you want is to be interrupted with an advertisement. So growing up for me, and I'm sure, you know, in some regards for you, we were used to seeing commercial breaks when we watch TV. That's that's just the norm. That's just the way that it was. That was how brands advertise to their audience. But that's not the case now where younger audiences have so many options between YouTube and TikTok and that continuous run of programming without being interrupted. It poses a bit of a challenge for those legacy brands because they then need to know how to navigate, how to market to those audiences where they're not interrupting that gameplay. Right. Right. So you're talking about companies like G Fuel is someone that I think of that did, that's done really well with their integration within the gaming space. G Fuel is like all about creator codes and and all those things is, you know, drink this stuff. It'll make you better at video games. You're looking for brands like that. We have done work with brands such as Puma and Reebok and Foot Locker. And G Fuel is one way of marketing to a younger audience. But the way that we have worked with those particular brands that I've named previously, this is before the pandemic is that we're integrating ourselves into their space. So I'm sure you know that the sneaker and apparel market, they are really big on having live events. Mm -hmm. Well, if there was a way for those brands to be able to create an exclusive environment, but yet have the world watching that exclusive environment, then that means that they're creating sellable opportunity. So I'll, I'll give you an example. We put together uh, an event or we were integrated into uh, one of the brand's events where they released a new sneaker and we are using our platform to market that exclusivity because Atlanta influences practically everything. Uh, and we market that exclusivity to where audiences in Vietnam or in Africa or Asia uh, are able to take part virtually to see what's happening right here in Atlanta. And that then in turn influences purchasing, you know, behaviors. And I'm, I'm using that global perspective, but, you know, it could be anywhere, uh, in the world right here in the US, but uh, it's just a different way of marketing to uh, younger audiences. So what's changed with the pandemic? We're not able to have the events, the, the model that we created, um, we, we did not anticipate, you know, that physical settings would, would then go away. So we're having to change our model, which we have tested but we have not implemented at this point. Um, we hope to be able to get back to that. But as of right now, because physical in-person settings have been suspended and those particular brands who we've worked with are not putting on events physically, we have not put on events physically. That, that 
was our model being integrated in a curated environment where we're providing that value add through esports. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so what, how are you guys going to kind of roll with that? Are you going to adapt that platform to a more virtual environment? Yes, we did test it out in August where we can have a virtual setting and we're inviting brands into our virtual setting and it worked really well. Um, We have not moved forward in marketing that to the masses as of yet, hoping that we're able to get back to the physical settings, but it presented an opportunity for us. And now we know that we can present a hybrid model where we can have or host events virtually and in person. However, my personal preference would be in person. Sure. Same. I feel like that's something that's companies would definitely go after, especially with the pandemic, because everybody's sitting at home doing like gaming. Gaming got huge during the pandemic. Right, right. It it presented a lot of downtime for entertainment to watch movies and to play video games. You're absolutely right. But for, for us being that we are new as a consultancy, wanting to make sure that what we roll out is what the market wants and where we can insert ourselves, you know, just being very cautious. But on the on the opposite side, Blue Scorpion, which is the PR firm, we definitely have realized a lot of gains there in the video gaming area um, in terms of being able to thrive in business. Cool. How does the um, relationship manager, or the, excuse me, the... Um like the RM side of this workout, like the PR side, how, how does that work alongside? Does that kind of fit into the same same equation or you got solving a different problem there as well? Now, you know, it's interesting on the PR side because think about it. When you think about movies or music, you can name the artist, you can name the producer who produced the music or the director who made the film. But can you name who made GTA? And I'm talking I'm not talking about the gaming studio, but the person, the person who designed the game, the person who scored the music. Video gaming by and large is still a mystery to a lot of people and it stops at the point of the name of the game. Oh, I play this particular game, but nobody really has a conversation about who the maker of the game is. So our platform, Blue Scorpion Reputation Management, is such that we are carving out a space so that those executives who are leading those type of gaming studios have that platform to be the subject matter expert, to talk about how they make the video game, what it is that they do. And that generates interest, a deeper interest for those gaming enthusiasts who really want to know more about the game that they're playing. Sure. So it's PR for the the people behind the scenes. Correct. Yes, absolutely. What is the advantage to that like what what is the re like what is is it one specific person is the one that would be hiring you or it would be the company hiring you and they're just kind of figuring out the way to bring the most light to 
you know, their developers or their, you know, whoever is the front man for their game? Typically, it is the CEO who hires us. Of course, gaming studios, depending on the size, they already have their particular PR team. And we provide support to them in helping to amplify the message of the CEO, if that's what they what they want. There are a number of reasons why a CEO want to put themselves out in the marketplace. Either that is on the business scene. A lot of people don't know that video gaming is that the whole ecosystem is huge in the state of Georgia. So it's really important for those CEOs who make the games to be able to tell that story. So there are a number of ways that CEOs of the gaming studios would want to insert themselves to have different conversations, to raise the brand awareness, to be able to do what they need to do in order to, you know, reach their goal. Sure. How long have you been in this industry? When did you found your companies? So Blue Scorpion Reputation Management was founded in 2017. I was at the lottery at the time. And it's an interesting story, Kelly. I decided I didn't want to work a nine to five anymore. I put up chickens and cows and pigs up on my website. When I decided that, you know, I, I was ready to leave, I decided, okay, I'm going into agriculture. That's what I want to do. And the reason is because one, I, I love animals. I also like to you know, I, I like my steak and I like my chicken and, you know, <laughs> so because a lot of people ask me that as, as well. If you like animals, do you eat them? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. But agriculture, agribusiness is the number one industry in the state of Georgia. So that being said, how can you not make money, you know, being in that space? So going back to my website, I put up, you know, the chickens, the cows, the pigs, everything on my website. And lo and behold, my first client turned out to be the Georgia Game Developers Association. Why? Because they knew that I was leaving the lottery. They knew that I had that gaming background and they saw a space for me in the video gaming industry. So it turned out that I decided to tailor both. And yes, they are two opposite ends of the spectrum agriculture and video gaming. But in learning more about the video gaming industry and learning about agriculture, one thing that they have in common is that both industries are misunderstood. I'm an urban girl. I'm from Atlanta. I'm from downtown Atlanta. So I honestly did not know anything about agriculture. I would go to the store and I knew that that was the starting point of (laughs) my journey into agriculture. So going down both paths has really been a a learning, uh, a a learning experience for, for me. And that's what we, you know, definitely try to impart on those who are interested in video gaming, both with Blue Scorpion and Immense DC. It's a mystery if you don't know, and we're there to help people on both sides, esports and video gaming, for them to know about the industry. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a 180 going from <laughs> agriculture to video gaming. Yeah, but what's cool is that, okay, if you think about Facebook, right? When Facebook first came out, 
and Farmville was all the craze when Facebook first came out. Agriculture is a preferred hobby of those who are in tech. They find it therapeutic. So you have CEOs of video gaming companies who like to farm. They have chicken farms. They have horse farms. So by default, it actually worked that I had the interest in agriculture, but I got pulled in for video gaming, having the background in traditional lottery gaming. So it, it worked in my favor. Yeah, I could see how that would be kind of therapeutic, though, for people that are in the gaming industry to kind of get out there in nature and just kind of leave technology. Right, exactly. That's awesome. I also feel like YouTube has made a huge difference. Like I didn't realize how profitable gaming can be. I watch a lot of YouTube. And um, when people started getting on like Twitch and stuff like that, videoing them gaming i was like that's not anything special at all and then i started watching him game and yeah the, it's very entertaining <laughs> watching it them is. game and i never expected that but i feel like that social media has really made it take off and now people are making millions and millions and millions of dollars off of it they really are and one thing that i would suggest that when we do get back into uh, physical spaces and being able to get out is to actually go to a gaming tournament, an esports tournament. It is like none other. It's so fun. Yes. So, Kelly, that's one of the things that you just absolutely have to do. Yeah, for sure. Bailey, are you going to take me? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's super. It's a super <laughs> unique experience. I mean, like you're you're talking mm -hmm. about people that are tailoring and honing one very specific thing mm -hmm. and so like if you do one thing long enough you're going to get really really good at it and that's what those people are it's like you see the the pinnacle of prepubescent reaction times <laughs> you know like like they're there and and that's one of those things is like 14 to 16 you know like 12 to 16 is like your peak so like when you're 18 20 years old like you're as old as i am i'm 24 you're old man in the gaming scene like you're washed you know like you're you literally are at a disadvantage because your reaction time starts to slow down i didn't know, so, know that oh it's very very real um i wanted to mm -hmm. ask so like how many game developers are there out there because when i think of game developers i think of like you know probably the big 10 or 12 there are out there that have made probably 90 percent mm -hmm. of the games that i've played the the Beanoxes and the um, Blizzards and the Epics and the Raven Softwares and all those, those come like Rockstar and Naughty Dog and um, all the people that make all the Call of Duties, Activision, all those things. Like how many mm -hmm. players are there in that game? Georgia is a, has a healthy ecosystem when it comes to video game development, video gaming publishing and all of the sectors that support uh, the industry. We rank in the top 10 in terms of video gaming, the, the entire video gaming experience. There are over 120 gaming studios in the state of Georgia. Oh so goodness. that just gives you an idea of the, the breadth of video game development in Georgia. It is Georgia's best kept secret. In 2019, we video game development brought in in excess of $939 million. I'm going off of mem memory here, so don't hold me to it. But we do anticipate by the end of 
this year to reach that $1 billion with a B, that $1 billion threshold in video game development and the the revenue that it contributes to the economy of the state of Georgia. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Well, it's like lottery tickets. I mean, you may, if you make enough video games, one of them is going to be Fortnite. You know, yeah. like one of them is going to be... One of them is going to be the next chain of Call of Duties. Like, um, there have been a bunch of games like that, and especially when I think of gaming now, like you're you're kind of trained to think PlayStation or Xbox or PC games. But there's a huge like the platforms that you actually consume games on are also diver- diversifying very quickly. Like your Android powered games, your iPhone powered games. You've got Nintendo's mm-hmm. making a huge surge back into that that area of gaming. They're they're definitely more popular than ever. Um, so there's a there's a ton of technology along with that. And it's a strange thing too, because it's kind of backwards. Like you build your product and you submit your place in the market and your skills. And then you build your network around that to like acquire more work. Like you build your portfolio and then you kind of leverage your services there to continue to have work. Um, so it's very, very interesting. I, I didn't realize that there were that many people kind of in that space and especially getting your first client based on kind of, past experience it's definitely something that's very very unique what where are you guys going from here so if as you guys kind of kind of flesh out this hybrid model or the pandemic kind of changes and we get a little bit more back to face to face where do you guys go from here what are you looking for next so what we found during the experience is that there there are two categories in the esports industry, there's, you know, what they call the endemic category and the non-endemic. We fall in that non-endemic category where we we are more entertainment-based. We are curating experiences for brands. So what that means is that we're putting together tournaments for brands for the purpose of entertainment. And when it comes to the hybrid model, that means that we are integrating things like music and talking moments, things uh, of that sort to add to the gaming experience. And brands particularly enjoy that because that, again, amplifies the message of what it is that uh, that particular brand has going on. If they are launching a new shoe or if they're rolling out a new line of clothing, then we can tailor that content toward what they are doing and making that esports experience uh, uh, accommodating to their needs. So that's what we are, we're looking for. We're really hoping that we're able to get back into a physical setting. And I'm sure that for most of your viewers, you, you as well probably did not anticipate that this pandemic would last as long as, as it would. So that's one of the things that hit us by surprise. We didn't know that the pandemic would last, you know, and so we are waiting for that moment so that we can enter into uh, that physical space again. And so you guys are going to be putting on more of those face-to-face tournaments? We're hoping so, yes, because being in video gaming, it really is being a part of community. And I know that yeah, absolutely, a yes. number of people think, you know, video gaming is where you're in your mother's basement and it's dark and dank. And that is totally not the case. You want to be out. You want to be a part of, you know, the community where people are interested in the same thing that you're interested in. And when you're out and about, 
particularly when it comes to esports. That includes, you know, how you look, what shoes you have on, the type of clothes you have on. You know, it really is a, a vibe. It's a culture. So we really enjoy that. We want to be able to amplify that within the spaces that gamers are in. Sure. And do you just find how, how when you do these tournaments, do you decide what game people are going to play? Do you do you kind of try to align that with the brand as well? Or are you just picking what's most competitive? Yes. We align that with the brand. So depending on what the brand has going on, then we'll suggest to them or we'll give them a menu, if you will. Uh, this is what you you want to play if you're going to launch this particular brand. And when they have the event, people show up and they play and we're streaming worldwide and people tune in. So it's it's really fun. Sure. Sure. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I see people do that like all the time, like the um, phase just put on the um, gold bar tournament. Did you see that? The Warzone mm -hmm. tournament? Yes. Yeah. So they gave away two uh, one kilogram gold bars to the winning duo valued at $56,000 a piece. Oh, my God. So it's $112,000, winner take all, 16 people, five-hour mm -hmm. kill race, your your best 10 games count or something like that. They, between the 16 people that were playing, the eight teams that were playing, is more than 2 million concurrent viewers. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I mean, like, the just the, the following that you can create like is is ridiculous and then it's all branded all over it phase sponsors all over your stream i mean it's just just cramming it right in your face you know so it's very different it's very and i like it's another thing as well as like when you're talking about marketing and you're talking about a platform that converts customers that's one of them because mm -hmm. like i buy right. stuff that i see like i don't go buy my favorite artist's sweater you know i don't me personally you might you may. I will definitely buy somebody that I watch video games merchandise. Like I yeah. absolutely will, with no doubt. Yeah. Just because I know it comes from so much more of a creative place. Like you're talking about mm -hmm. you being your own brand. Everybody's that. Like you get to be exactly what you want to be in that world. You start your brand saying whatever you want, doing whatever you want, and acting however you want from yeah. from day one. And I don't think that there's a lot of place in the business world that's left for that. So I'm very, I'm very interested to see where, where that continues to develop. And, and also, I mean, we've been talking about that, just streaming myself playing video games. Like we were just talking about skits and content that we can put out. And like, um, it's a real avenue for exposure now, you know, and I think that's mm -hmm. what people need to take away from this conversation is that there is exposure to be had depending on what you do and you can deliver your message in a way that is riveting through this platform of video games and competition in general. You know, it's like a, a back in the day that people were doing, um, I remember we were constantly get, doing these charity basketball tournaments. Like I, I'm a basketball player, so we were doing charity tournaments or we would do invitationals or we would do these showcases where you bring like 12 people from different teams and they all play together. So nothing new to brands. It's, it's nothing new to, to use the sports world for marketing. It's just that esports is is such um is such undefined territory, you know. It's it's truly undefined territory. Mm -hmm. But to your point, Bailey, it's how you present yourself that is that opportunity for authenticity. So when you are gaming, you've got that look that you've created, and then you create that following. Then you have others who are then jumping on your your train. So it really is uh, that experience of 
embracing yourself and who you are and what you like and being a part of a community that are that that's like-minded. So yes. Well, there's no way to fake it. You know, like there there's a way in the merchant services world and in the lottery world and in all mm -hmm. of these different businesses, like that line's kind of created. Well, even if you're not really that good at it, you can kind of coax yourself through and, and fake it for a little mm -hmm. while because you, people are giving you the recipe, but there is no recipe for being famous for being a video gamer. It's like, you just got to be entertaining. And if people don't like you, they won't watch, you know? So it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's like we do with our virtual network, or excuse me, our virtual networking group is like all the businesses that have to come there is like, you can't pay $5 to cut the line. You can't sponsor our event for a hundred bucks. You know, like there's nothing that you can do to gain more credibility in the room, except spend more time there, you know, meet people, build relationships with those people. There's no, you can't buy viewers. You know what I mean? Like you can't buy engagement on these platforms. So your only hope is to be authentically, unapologetically you and hope it goes well. You know, so like that that's why I like gaming is because like when I watch people play video games, I don't get any type of facade. You know, there's no, uh, there's no mask that people wear. It's because if you wear a mask, you're going to be in there playing by yourself. You know, nobody, nobody plays videos by yourself. Nobody wants to stream to zero viewers, you know, like, so it's a, it's a different space. You know, it's just a completely different space. And, and I think that that goes directly in line with why it's so valuable marketing is that you get to be authentically, unapologetically, whatever you want to be within your company, within these people, because that's how they're consuming information. So it's, yeah. uh, it's very exciting. How can we help you? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Well, the way that you can help us is by continuing to play video games. One of the things that I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big proponent of talking to parents. You know, a, a number of parents are not as big on video gaming as their kids. And I like to tell parents, let your kids game. There's money in it. There there's a way to express yourself in it. There's so many benefits from, from gaming and gaming on the surface. If you're just looking at it as an activity, you've got it totally wrong because there's so many careers that are behind gaming. If the interest is in the game itself, then taking a deeper dive may lead to an engineering career, a, a graphic design career, you know, it just runs the gamut. So let your kids game. So if, if any way that you can support uh, the video gaming industry is by spreading that message that video gaming on the surface is, it's so much more than that. Okay. Well, for anything uh, competitive you've got in the future, the competitive stuff is really what gets me. So Basically, everything that's been super competitive except for League of Legends, I've definitely spent a lot of time playing. So okay. uh, I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing where you guys go and kind of the impact that you have on some of these brands as well. If there's anything that are, um, you know, kind of aligns with what we got going on as well, we're, we're more than happy to take part and show our support. So, And I appreciate that, Bailey. And yes, to your, to your point uh, in, in closing, that's, what you said is exactly the purpose of Immense DC. We don't want to run, uh, we don't want for brands to 
bombard the industry. We definitely want to keep it authentic and show them how they can be a part of this space, a part of this ecosystem uh, using non-traditional methods. Right. So cool. thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, back to the drawing board on the clothing line, huh? <laughs> well, now we've got more work to do. Tristan, you just inherited another project. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but that is cool. I'm, I'm really interested to see kind of what the space develops into. You know, it's, uh, it's exciting for me, um, especially as a gamer, but just as a business person in general, is to know that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as I spend my time in my office playing video games, that that's time well spent, you know, so... I'll be sure to tell my boss. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll let I'll let Jane know. <laughs> it is time well spent. <laughs> well, cool. Um, well, this has been burn the ship. You know, I think you've given us a lot of insight as far what the uh, what the entrepreneurship aspect of gaming is, um, as well as you know how we can uh, play a part in that moving forward and how we can take advantage of that in place. If you have anything else to say, you know, kind of um, to our audience, to our listenership, to anyone that may be listening. Um, go ahead. But really last thing we want to check the box off is how do we find you? If there's someone that's listening that wants to engage with you, have another conversation, where do they find you? Yes. So listeners can find us at blue scorpion, uh, reputation management at blue scorpion rm.com. If they are interested in learning more about the video gaming industry, we actually have a podcast that release every Tuesday at 6 p.m. And you can find us on Anchor. Um, and you can visit our website again to get to our podcast. For Immense DC, we can be at we can be found online at immensedc.com. Cool. Sweet. Well, cool. I'm excited to be in your network. Appreciate you coming out. Thank you, Bailey and Kelly, for inviting me. I'm very appreciative. Thank you so much. Well, we shall talk again soon. Okay, talk soon. Have a great day. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. too.